How many kitchen cupboards across Australia do not have a jar of honey in them, I wonder? Maybe probably about three. But have you ever really thought about what honey tastes like? There's an incredible richness of information inside the basic sweetness, apparently, about the bees and the place that it came from. Jessica Locanini is Australia's only honey sommelier, and she says you can tell an awful lot about environment from the taste of its honey. Jessica, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, Hilary. You've got an interesting little box of things that go clink in front of you, I too. I do. This is not going to be good for radio, or it's going to be really good. So <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few examples in here just because it's easier to, to taste, especially someone who's never done it before or tasted one of these honeys. I love seeing people's faces and the sound, so just in case. All right, well, we'll get to that. But I want to know first, how did you become a honey sommelier? Uh, Well, I've been into bees since I was a little girl. I've always loved them and uh, first got into beekeeping about 20 years ago and it just evolved. It, I found out, you know, as the seasons go on, you notice that your girls are flying back and, you know, the colours are different, the flavours are different. And I just stumbled across uh, the Italians who document um, and, char- and characterise their own honeys and actually teach how to become a honey sommelier. So I like random things and this was the nichest thing I'd ever heard of. So I was like, why not? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a confluence of all the things in your life that you love coming together. So are there similarities between being a honey sommelier and a wine sommelier? Can you So many, so many similarities. Um, As you can see, even I'll hold it up for you, um, we we taste out of wine glasses. It's a gorgeous wine glass with this beautiful dark golden substance in it that is not moving at all when you tip it and a little um, patty case on top upside down to keep it in. Yeah, the reason why we put the patty cakes on is unlike wine um, and whiskey and even coffee, they're quite strong um, produce. So, So sometimes with honey, the aromas are a little bit more delicate. So we capture them like it's literally this is you know not an official thing but a patty cake cover for me for two reasons one to capture the volatiles but secondly um when you're doing lots of honey you can probably see I've written on the top because you really want to know which one you're tasting. Victoria Gippsland Banksia. Can I have a sniff of that one? You can. So I've I've got some double-sided tape so it didn't move. Okay. Oh, can I peel it back? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll, sorry about the clinking. Sounds like a patty cake. I will pass Ooh. you a spoon if you want to try because I this think, one, even I'm if you don't. I'm going to have a tiny taste. Yeah. I've, I've got a food intolerance, no. which is also okay. bad for radio. But so yeah. I'll the reason why taste. I want you to try this one. So Banksy is an interesting one and a lot of beekeepers who sell it to the the big packers, the packers don't want to buy it because it's not a popular table honey. It's not what people normally have. But if you think about the flavour profile of that, think about malted milk biscuits Mm. when you were little. It's got real body to it, this one. I mean, the texture is quite grainy, but it's just got that mouthfeel, hasn't it? Yeah, really malty, really, um, you know, and it's a beautiful flavour that a lot of people wouldn't seek out. Yeah, it's lovely. It's interesting, isn't it, how you go, I'll just have honey on my toast, and you just think, honey, it's basically liquid sugar. <laughs> but no, there's so many different flavours. What are some of the different flavours that belong to particular regions in the country? Uh, well, it's really easy. Um, some of them. Uh, we've got ones like uh, Tasmania's everyone, well, most people know the iconic leatherwood honey. And it's not just an iconic honey to Australia, but it's a, it's one of the major um, revenue drivers of the honey industry in Tasmania. Uh, the other one is Western Australia, you've got um, Jarrah, the giant Jarrah forest, bring this beautiful sort of um, sort of spicy, leathery, um, you know, sort of flavours that come out of the Jarrah. However, um, a lot of people don't give um, curry enough 
credit or even black butt. So black butt, and I've actually got one here, a West Australian black butt, but it's got um, real coffee and molasses and really dark and you don't need to taste it, but I'll, you know, I'll hold it up. Oh, it's so dark brown. Yeah. Wow. You can smell it. It's really, it will, I'm interested to hear your opinion. <laughs> oh yeah. That's quite different from the Banksia. Yeah. Here's your spoon again in case you oh, want to drink. You. Want to try it. <laughs> just have a drink. <laughs> like I always See? forget about the food intolerances when there's something <laughs> yummy in front of me. And I did, um, I did want to hug you when you said I want to get my cheese board out because mm. most people um, forget about all of these different flavours and all of the different cheeses. When you mix and match, you can have so much fun with it. Yeah, that's insane. I, I don't even, I can't tell. I'm always bad with wine. I'm like, I don't know, it tastes <laughs> lovely. It tastes like wine. But but the flavours in that are so different to the Banksia, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. And there's other ones. I mean, when again, I could be here all day, but we've got um, some honeys actually taste like what they're from. So for example, I've got one here, a blackberry honey. And blackberry honey, you get bursts of cassis, like, you know, so you know what it is. And macadamia, you get um, nutty and almond, a little bit of marzipan sort of, so sort of flavours coming through. So now I want to hug you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Marzipan. But there's so many things to do with it. I mean, even to the point where I drizzle honey on pizza and I've noticed a lot of restaurants and pizza shops are giving that as an option. And it's it's big in the States. In New York, they put hot honey on pepperoni pizza. So... (gasps) Oh, yeah. prosciutto. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it, I'm up for that. Yeah. <laughs> We're speaking with Jessica Locanini, who is Australia's only honey sommelier, though after this interview I imagine there'll be a line outside whatever educational institution <laughs> you have to get to in Italy to do that. When we think about the different flavours, they change by location. Do they also change by weather, like what the weather's doing that year? They do. Um, and I think if, I mean, Australia is a land of extremes. Uh, that's a given. No one would argue that. Uh, but a really good example of um, how the weather and the environment affects the flavours, a friend of mine, she's got um, a apiary on Kangaroo Island, which alone is a bee sanctuary. Uh, but before the bushfires, the honeys they would get were a lot of eucalypt varieties, a lot of um, broadleaf mallee, um, uh, you know, blue gum, a lot of like cup gum and, and you know, a lot of those eucalypt varieties. We know what happened in 2020, absolutely decimated it. And the bees that were still there were looking for something to eat and something to forage on. So um, nature had all of a sudden, the the Australian natives had come into their own and these huge big yucca flowers covered in nectar, they were bringing that into the hive. They were going down to the beach uh, foraging on pig face. So the flavours, and again, that's an extreme example, but the flavours were completely different to the point she had to rebrand <laughs> all of her honey. She goes, this is really, cup gum's really bitter. She goes, people wanting to buy my honey, I'm going to have to, yeah. So Warn said, them, yeah. No no worries, as long as you're honest. And pig face is a beautiful looking flower. It looked great on a label, but the name I imagine would be a little confronting for some people looking for honey. Yeah, when I talk to my, um, we're, I'm part of a honey sommelier guild with people overseas and they, um, th- th- I was telling them about pig face and they're like, pig face? And then I'm like, black butt? <laughs> so, yeah, okay. They're like, yes. what are these plants that you've got in Australia? So, well, I mean, if, if the flavour changes according to the weather, what outlook does that have for our honeys if we're getting warmer? Bees, are, I mean, I think bees are pretty clever. Um, whatever, and it's season by season. As long as there's something blossoming that has a nectar source, they'll look for it. They want to survive. Um, you know, bees are a part of a super organism in the hive, so they want to the colony to survive. Um, I think the bigger threat and the bigger concern to beekeepers and most Australians, if they're not talking about it now, should be varroa mite. Because we've seen it spread throughout New South Wales down to the Riverina. It is. It's, and that is 
you know, it's really sort of trying to understand how that will impact uh bee population, but also um, how we handle it, what it will do to our honey supplies. So I think, and we all know one in three bites of food is because a bee has um, gotten involved and done their magic. Well, I know that almond farmers are very worried along the Riverina because there's a kill zone, isn't there? When you find an infestation of varroa mite, you have to kill all the bees within a radius. It it is. And it's heartbreaking because um, anyone who knows any beekeeper knows how much they love their bees. (laughs) You said my girls come home. It's like like the chickens, isn't it? But it is. But the sad thing as well, it's not just um, commercial beekeepers, backyard beekeepers. It's also um, feral. They look out for feral bees and they try and bait them, which might in turn affect native bees. So all across the board, um, Varroa and this kill zone um, activity is really devastating for all industries, whether it be the pollination industry, the beekeeping industry and, and honey. So I think we need to, when you see honey and it's $16 for a little jar, that's at least minimum what it should be. If you pay $5 for, a, for a, you know, a, you know, or you try and haggle, just remember there's a lot of things that they're battling. Really, you should be prepared to pay a premium because the work that goes into it is is insane. It's it's very hard work. So that's at a market where you're seeing the, the producer in the supermarket, you know, if you're paying 2 or $3 a tub, what might be in that tub? Well, the concern, I mean, the interesting thing, and I'm, I'm not making accusations in any way, shape or form, so let's just be clear, <laughs> but um, the third most faked food in the world is honey behind, interestingly, olive oil and milk. But, oh, yeah. oh, good Lord. <laughs> I know, so food intolerance, if it's milk, you might have been protected by things, but, you know, I mean, it's it, that's linked to something completely different. But what's been happening is um, you should always buy Australian, always know the source of what you buy, uh, because if it's imported, it may have been there imported from another country, another country, and then it may have been cut with sugar syrup to dilute it to make it cheaper, or it may have been heat treated. A lot of the Australian palate is very leans towards runny honey, which again is makes me sad because to keep it runny the whole time, it has to be. Um, yeah, it has to be heat treated, which takes a lot, all of those beautiful enzymes and pollen and the stuff that is good for you is destroyed, as well as you should celebrate crystals. It's, it's not a sign your honey's spoiled. It's a sign that you've got real honey and you put it, like you said, put it on cheese, put it on gooey cheese with some crystallised honey. Oh, that crunchiness. Yum. Play with the texture and, you know, you, you have some fun with it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why toast is hot, so that yeah. it will melt when you spread it on. <laughs> so, I mean, there are a lot of urban beekeepers now, aren't there? Sometimes city buildings put hives up on the rooftop just for that extra kind yes. of coolness. Yes. What does city honey taste like? Smog? Uh, no. <laughs> Unless smog can produce nectar, I'd be very impressed. <laughs> All of our problems may be solved if we turn pollution into nectar. Yay. But um, no, it's uh, it's really interesting because de- it will really depend on um, where, you know, where the hives are. So you could get, if it's on the outskirts, you might get a lot of the backyard gardens, a lot of the vegetables and even... There's always a lot of eucalypts around because the way that the councils will grow their sort of parks and things, there's always some beautiful eucalypts. So if you want to know what's in flavour, listen for the lorikeets, look up 
And then you can sort of go, oh, you know, those pink, even if you don't know them, you can see where the bees will be foraging. Um, you've got a lot of people who have herbs on their apartment um, balconies, which herbs are fantastic for bees, like thyme and basil and rosemary and um, lavender. We've lavender. had a big plug for lavender on the text messaging. Can we have more lavender honey, please? The one from Provence is my favourite. It's really hard to get. <laughs> it's really Why? hard. We've got lots of lavender here, haven't we? Yeah, however, I had some... Actually, I just did a big um, masterclass. I, I teach a lot. So I did a big masterclass um, in Canberra a couple of weekends ago and one of the beekeepers who brought his honey in, he had some lavender notes in there, but uh, it's unless you are in a lavender field like in Provence, unlike cows, you can't put bees in pens. So, yeah, they will, yeah, they'll go wherever they want. So pure lavender honey is rare. <laughs> I love bees and it's just been fascinating talking about uh, honey flavours with you, Jessica. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the program. My pleasure. And if you're interested to find out more, I'm under Honey Merchant or honeymerchant.com.au. Jessica, look, Locanini, Australia's only honey sommelier. Getting in touch with ABCRN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.